Sarah Baylor, and I was asked this morning to come and talk to y'all and introduce y'all a friend of mine named Hannah Lee. She's going to talk about an organization that she started this summer that's become really close to our hearts, and uh, thanks to God's provision and Hannah's heart and really hard work, it's become a lot more than just an idea, and I'm really blessed to have been a part of it and to get to introduce her to y'all today. Before I do, though, um, if y'all could just watch a quick video about it, that would be great. Thank you. One of the leading causes of death for children under five is diarrheal disease due to dehydration. Every year, over two million children die from this completely treatable disease. That's one child, gone. Every 14 seconds. In the amount of time it will take you to watch this video, 13 children will die from diarrheal disease caused by dehydration. In the kingdom of Lesotho, a small landlocked country in southern Africa, the epidemic is at its worst. Diarrheal disease? Should so many children really die from that? Because it's so treatable. So that's why we started something. Operation Rehydration. The goal of Operation Rehydration is to send a medicine, kind of like a Pedialyte, to the children of Africa, starting in Lesotho. And the cost of one dose? 30 cents. That's it. That's all. Each dose can help save a life. 75 cents. Think about it. With that small change, we can create big change. Huge change. But it's not just about giving your money. It's about giving your heart. Putting your heart into something that can save a life. Putting your heart into something that can cure a disease. Putting your heart into something that answers prayers. Every 14 seconds, a child dies from this, and pulling spare change out of my pocket could make a difference. Let's make that 14 seconds into 15 seconds. Let's make 15 seconds into 16 seconds. 16 seconds to a minute. Or an hour. Let's change the statistic. We can be the change. Small change. Big change. Operation Rehydration. Operation Rehydration! And 
it became like a legal nonprofit within a few short weeks, and we raised a pretty substantial amount of money. But now I'm at Baylor, and Katie's been helping me bring it as well, bring it here as well as a lot of my other good friends. And uh, so I'm just so excited to be able to tell y'all what it's about, and you're probably wondering what it's about now. So it's called Operation Rehydration, which kind of sounds like a third grade field trip, but uh, the goal, oh, that cursed me out, okay. Uh, it kind of sounds like a third grade field trip, but I lost my place. Oh, oh okay, so <laughs> um, basically, worldwide, the third leading cause of death for children under the age of five is dehydration due to diarrheal disease. And every year, over two million children die from this. That's about 5,000 children a day and one child every 14 seconds dying from a disease that's completely treatable. It, um, I was talking to a doctor over email that's in Africa, and she was saying that it's really devastating because these moms realize that their kids are dying from something that no one should die from, and they know that there's an easy treatment, but they just don't have access to it. So they're watching their children just waste away, and they can't do anything about it. Uh, so that's what Operation Rehydration is doing. Uh, we're raising money and we're promoting the cause uh, to send this medicine that's kind of like a Pedialyte, uh, and it replaces electrolytes in their body. And uh, one dose is 30 cents. With 30 cents, you can literally save a child's life. Uh, and that's why we've kind of adopted the slogan, small change, big change, because with the small change out of your pockets, you can make a huge difference. Uh, in these children's lives, and in, in the lives of their families, just in the world. Uh, we're sending our medicine to Lesotho, which is a small landlocked country in southern Africa. I feel like this is a lot of information, but it's one of the smallest countries in Africa, and it's also where the epidemic is the worst. The size um, isn't disheartening, though, it, even though it's small, because in Matthew 17, 20, uh, that's a verse that's kind of been encouraging us and spurring us on. It says, uh, I tell you the truth, even if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Uh, Lesotho is kind of our mustard seed. And uh, even though it's small, we know that with God's provision, big things can happen, and we can make the big change uh, that we're aiming for. Uh, what I'm asking for is for y'all's support. Uh, we are small. We have a small team here, but um, if you could sign up for our mailing list, and we could keep you up to date if you're interested. If you want to help even better, you can email me, call me. Um, you don't have my number. Uh, Facebook me. Email Katie. Facebook Katie. Um, I don't have a date to Kappa take, Tacky take a date, so I need a date, so you could call me in. Anyways, uh, that's this Friday. Uh, anyways, but, yeah, we just need your help. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know, I guess that's it, but uh, it's really been truly amazing to watch the Lord work. And just everything that we've ever wanted to do has fallen so perfectly into place. And it really hasn't been because of us. It's just kind of come to us. And uh, all these people that are so willing to help have just given, given so much to this when they didn't even need to. But uh, that's it. Uh, Oh, my goodness, I'm sorry. Mm. On Sunday night at 7 o'clock at Common Grounds, we're having a benefit concert uh, with uproar artists. 
and that's at 7, already said that, but it's $5 a ticket, and I would encourage y'all all to come. With one ticket, you can save 16 lives, so I really don't know what you would be doing on Sunday night that would be better than that, uh, but we would love for you to come, I promise it'll be legit, and uh, yeah, that's all. Okay, well, thank you all. these words from Psalm 95 as we begin our time of worship together today. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and the dry land which his hands have formed. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Let's stand together as we begin to worship today. for us. 
and sing that together. Capture my heart. Capture my heart. Capture my heart. Capture my heart again. Capture my heart. Capture my heart. Capture my heart again. It's our prayer today, Lord. Capture my heart. Capture my heart. Capture my heart again. Capture my heart. Capture my heart. Capture my heart again. You can have a seat this morning. Um, if you guys could just do a responsive reading with us, we'll do the one the fine print and our communion. Lord Jesus, you promised to transform the world with the light and power of your presence. Listen as we say. Before the world came to be, you are. Come and save us who are in this world. You created the world and all who dwell in it. Come and redeem the work of your hands. Without hesitation, you took on the frailness of our humanity. Come and rescue us from the stronghold of death. You came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Come and give us everlasting life. You desire to gather all people into your kingdom. Come and find those who long to see your face. This God who came so that we might have life and have it to the fullest. God who gathers all people into his kingdom. It's this God I know. It's this God who causes us to respond. I hope you'll respond with me. There's a peace I've come to know Though my heart and flesh may fail There's an anchor for my soul I can say it is well Jesus has overcome And the grave 
hyperbole. He goes into this extravagant language, looks at them in the eyes and says, if you could put your faith in God, if, if that was the center of who you are, mountains would disappear. If God was at the center of who you are, what is impossible to move really could be moved. You know as well as I do, Jesus is not looking at his friends and saying, it's sort of like Santa Claus guy, if you really, 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 really believe, you can sort of get God to do whatever you want. If you're sincere enough, and you say it enough times, that's not what he's saying. But there seems to be a very clear teaching here. More and more you are centered in the divine, the probability that the divine life may be available to you. The more that you're centered there, the probability that the power of the divine might just be available to you and flowing through you as it was to Jesus. It's a hard verse still. And we have to be careful. I know we do because all of us have been there and we've prayed and we've prayed believing and our heart's desire wasn't ours. The friend stayed sick. Marriage didn't stay together. Dad didn't get the job. The mountains don't always move. And listen to me, it's not your fault or your praying's fault. We have to be careful. This is not the only passage about prayer in the Bible. St. Paul says, I prayed a bunch of times about this one thing, and it, I wanted God to take it away, and he never did. One, one verse doesn't a theology of prayer make, but aren't you leaning in just a little bit when you, when you hear this, in part because someone like Hannah has said, there's a mountain in this world, and we're going to try to trust in God to see if it can't be moved? And don't you lean in just a little bit towards this verse and this the possibility of this because the mountains in your own life are there and you know they're there. So Jesus is using really large language here, not just for Peter who's saying, golly, but for you because he wants this power and this reality to somehow flow through your life. If you can rest there and not doubt, not be divided, but really be there, then who you are, your prayers, our prayers, our efforts, our love, our intercessions begin to matter, and mountains really do move along the way. Here's what I know. Just hear this as we close. I know there's a mountain in your life or in the life of somebody very near to you, and you've bumped up against it, or they have, and it seems pretty immovable. And this is a pretty radical invitation to us all in spite of whatever doubts we're carrying in our minds or we wrestle with about the way prayer works or what, what God will or won't do on, on our best days or at least on some days right here together somehow, maybe we can move towards a confession, move towards a belief and trust that somehow God would in fact move these mountains or begin to. So as we close our time together, I just want to invite us into a time of prayer to ask that very thing. Would you join me as we pray? Lord, we do believe in the midst of a lot of questions, we still get there. We believe, help our unbelief, but we do believe and we confess here together in this moment again, we confess that you are the source and you are the sustainer of all things. So we trust in that. We place our faith in you.
And we ask that the mountains in our lives even now be moved. You know what they are, and we do too. They're beyond us, but help us now to look beyond the limitations we think are so real to what is really real. And that is that nothing is beyond you. We trust in that and ask you that the mountains in our lives, the mountains in our world, be gone. Through Christ we pray. Amen. You guys have a great day.